Welcome back. We're here for another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt. And the other host, Jake Trowbridge. How are you doing this evening, Jake? Sing-songy. That's how I'm doing. Oh, nice. Doing, Should we do the whole episode I'm doing sing-songy? sing-songy. Uh, no. God, no. I would never wish that on the people who listen to this podcast. It'd be like our own little musical episode of Scrubs, though. It, oh, yeah, we'd have to put a little bit more planning in, I think, to get to that Future Turk and JD in, uh, level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Yes. Uh, no, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am terrific. Nice. Yeah. Terrific. Fantastic. We're all of the best uh, adjectives. You know, second day back at work, my alarm didn't go off this morning. It was great. Yeah, yeah this son of a bitch <laughs> sitting across me had two weeks, two weeks off of work over the holiday stretch here. Thanks, school uh, system. Yeah. <laughs> you lucky bastard. I did not get that. I did not get that. I got a day and a half. A day and a half. better than nothing. It is better than nothing. That's true. Some people have to work through all that shit. So it all is right. what it is. So coming off an amazing, amazing wild card weekend here for NFL football. Yeah, it was holy shit. Really exciting. Really great games. I was, glued. I was a little hungover on one of the days watching them, but I felt like... It was enough to pull my attention, my hungover attention, for all the way through, basically. Every yeah, game. they were it was great. I, I, incredible. I had games on all weekend and couldn't tear myself away. It was awesome to watch. Here's hoping this next weekend is just as good of games. Uh, fingers crossed. Yes. I don't know if they'll exceed those games in terms of uh, you know sheer back and forth quality, but maybe? I mean, let's be honest. I would love it if the Packers won this weekend, like, 45 to nothing it would be great i'm not expecting it by any stretch of the imagination but uh that would be the only game that i'd be okay with a total blowout in well you know we don't have brandon bostic on the team anymore so i feel like just going back to the last time that we met the seahawks in uh in the the playoffs here it's all up from there oh absolutely you know it it can only be better truthfully um what are we drinking this week, man? You have supplied the beer for this episode, and I, I was did. very surprised. I know. It's surprising for me. I'll be honest. I, I was inspired because I, I listened to uh, beer brewing podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm do you want to give it a shout out? I'm, um, I do. <laughs> but a, you don't know the name of it's it? It's Homebrew Bound. Oh, oh, I like that name, too. Yeah, they're, they're actually out of Wisconsin as well. They're out of... Uh, Props. Um, um, Meshoigana. Uh, no, over by, Hudson, up over by Hudson. Okay. So um, they they were doing like a, I'm going back to listen to old episodes. They're doing like an every style challenge. Um, There's 80 different styles of beer. That's a lot of to beers. The, to the official beer guide. I don't believe that. So um, they were talking about Goza today in their coming up with a recipe and everything. And it yeah. inspired me to get a Goza. I had one this summer for the first time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I drank a lot of it that day. So you it's went very you, refreshing. You gozed out and I you did. got one. I got one. So this is a Modern Times, their tropical fruit goza. Fruit lands. Yes. Ooh, and it's a vegan beer as well. It, oh, oh well, that's. Better. I aren't all. No. No. Most beers would be, would they not? Unless no. it's like a milk stout? No, not necessarily. Oh, it depends okay. if they filter it with uh, gelatin. See, I need to listen to this beer brewing podcast, evidently, because I don't know shit about beer. But I know what it feels like when it hits my buds, my taste buds. Oh, yes. I'm really excited about this. I hope I'm not disappointed. I I would feel very bad because you've gone on such a limb here. Yes, so it's uh, beer brewed with passion fruit and guava added. Fuck yeah, that smells good. 
You smell it that? It really does smell delicious. Get all that tropical bounty up in your nostrils. Wow, it's hot. Yeah. It's and very that tropical is, fruity. I feel, uh, it almost has like a seltzery fizz to it that yes. makes me a little yes, nervous. They are supposed to be, they're supposed to be effervescent. Okay. They're very um, high uh, carbonation compared to other beers. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, that's good. You get the little salty uh-huh. that the Goza has. They have a little yep. bit of salt in it. Not too salty, but mind you. still you. get a little malty flavor to it. It's salty malty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it definitely is. <laughs> I, could, I, I could drink a whole fistful of these. Wait, oh, oh, wow. They're only uh, 4.8%. Fistful of guava coming at you. This yeah, fantastic. A, well done, Modern Times. This is a Times. great beer. You can find them at Modern Times Beer on Twitter. There you go. They put nice. it right on the can. Easy. Look at them. Look at them. They are with the modern times. Mm -hmm. Technology. They're out of San Diego and Portland, so West Coast. So go get them. Yes. That's what you're saying. That is really good. Goza get them. That's the last time I'm going to use Goza as a pun for this particular episode. Don't. Just just roll with it. Okay, perfect. I probably will. Uh, we we do good not job, have <laughs> <laughs> nothing like some self applause to start the off season. That's right. Or the the non season. Non-point. I'm going to call it non season instead of off season. Yeah, the non point scoring season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's again no off season in dynasty, no, especially. No. So, speaking of self applause, mm-hmm. that was pretty fitting for this episode because uh, I think what we're going to get into today. Some victory laps. Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to pat ourselves on the back here. Not too hard. Not too hard. We're not going to strain anything. No. But it's, I don't know, it's a long season. There's a lot of work that goes into this and a lot of research. So at the end of it, you kind of need just yes. that little, you did good. Absolutely. You know? And we, to be fair, next week, oh. we're going to do our face plants oh, where yes. we really drop the ball and miss the target, uh, whatever other metaphor you want to use for not doing well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll be talking about that next week uh, because we do want to be fair and open and... You know, we're so transparent here. Yes, yes, transparent. We're, that was the word I was uh, looking for. I, I knew it, and I uh, just again a little pat on the back for myself because I knew that's the word that you needed, mm-hmm. uh, and I got it out there. Um, but first, do you want to talk? It's the off season, obviously mm-hmm. non season. Yes, and it means trades are opening up for most leagues. Yes, uh, if they're not now, then within probably a couple of weeks. Yep, that's typically right. after the Gotta Super Bowl. Got to give the commissioners a couple weeks break here. Let's be that's honest. Right. They do a, they do quite a bit of work. Um, you, you, need to, you need to give them a rest for all the shenanigans that go on during the season. So, so after that couple week yeah. grace period, if you have one, then you should be right back on mm-hmm. the horse, absolutely making some trades, coming up with some deals. Goza in for your favorite players. That's right. There it is. There I'm it just is. Gonna, just going to keep lean going. into it. Just lean into <laughs> it. <laughs> really, I'm leaning into it. So, do you have anybody that right off the bat you're like, man, I need to go get this guy this off season. Any buy low targets, that kind of thing? Any buy low targets? Yeah. Um, or just anybody that is really tickling your fancy that maybe you want to share with the world. You know, a couple guys I think, you you know, that I'm, I'm going to be targeting personally in this offseason. Um, I think I'm going to go after Hunter Renfro a little bit. Ooh. I, I like what I saw out of him as the season progressed here. Got mm-hmm. off to a very slow start. Yes. But I did really like what i saw out of him later on he really became a part of that offense there's kind of a transition there Mm -hmm. from darren waller to hunter renfro a little bit as the season progressed kind of cool 
I don't know if this can be considered a buy low, but I feel like he's still very undervalued. Mm -hmm. uh, someone we'll be talking about later oh. uh, is Austin Hooper. I still feel like he's very underrated or underappreciated as a tight end. I think it was but, just because he missed games and people kind of forget. I don't know what it is. He's been underappreciated his entire career so far. <laughs> That's true. And he's been nothing but consistent. Like I said, we'll talk about that more. But someone else, if I don't have, um, that I plan on targeting. How about yep. you? got a couple of guys i'm really just going after the the underperforming studs for the most part so your alvin Kamara's, uh that category maybe your brandon cooks mm -hmm. wildly underperformed one guy that i'm really excited to go out and get though which i also think people have forgotten about another rookie wide receiver is preston williams i think again with the injury there and mm -hmm. with devonta parker's ascension i think that really casts a shadow over preston williams doing some really damn good things in Miami. Well, and there's no guarantee that um, Parker's going to be there at the end of the season either, or this offseason. Not necessarily, right? Because his contract is fully done. Is yes. he restricted free agent, I think though? he's unrestricted, I okay. believe. So, yeah, I mean, so, maybe I mean, that no even guarantees. clears up another spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to be uh, that level, obviously, next year. It'll be a sophomore year, mm -hmm. and yeah, he missed some time, but yeah, I thought he looked great. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. We'll and you can get them for peanuts. That's what I love. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh, do we want we, – we get to bring back uh, our, our favorite section mm -hmm. of this show because it's the off-season now. That's right. I've been on-season. I'm going to stop saying off-season at some point, I swear to God. But do we want to talk drunk trades? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So we put it out into the Twitterverse. Uh, kind of last minute, mm -hmm. admittedly, um, looking for everybody's favorite drunk trades, whether you've been a part of it or just seen it go down. That's right. Know that it went down. And let's be honest, it's our favorite segment. God, it really is. It's, it's just so fun to hear all the stupid shit we end up doing in fantasy. Because here's the thing. Most decisions that we make in fantasy football sound good even when you're sober. Mm -hmm. Just because you have, I don't know if you're like me, where you have that much hubris, you just believe in yourself and your uh, abilities. And so you go after guys and you think it's always oh, going to end well. All right? the time. Every trade you make. Yeah, without like, Fuck, that was without great. fail. When you're drunk, it gets heightened by like 10, mm -hmm. at least. And I... So as tribute here, I'm going to volunteer one of my own drunk trades oh, from this perfect. past season uh, to get the ball re-rolling here over the next few weeks. We'll give the listeners some time to really uh, salivate over their own potential submissions. But this was going back to uh, October. It was early okay. October, so mid-season trade. There was a lull in the trade. This is a dynasty. It's a 1QB league. Um and, and I just had an itch. I wanted the Miami receivers, but I didn't get Preston Williams. I didn't get Devontae Parker, but I did get Albert Wilson, who in a fit of, I'm going to say, New England haze. He's probably drinking hazy IPAs. Probably. I, there was a big stretch there where it felt like that's all I drank. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that that's what it was. But I was like, I need to go fucking get Albert Wilson. Apropos of nothing, really. It's like uh, he hadn't played basically mm -hmm. at that point, or if he did, maybe he'd played a game, and he's but he a didn't third do anything. Wide receiver on an awful team. <laughs> yeah, but but there was hope that Fitzmagic was well, coming. Yeah, absolutely. This was when it was pretty firm that it was going to transfer right, over right. Fitzmagic, and I thought, well, hey, he's got a speedy guy. He's going to be Fitzmagic's Tyreek Hill this year. Mm -hmm. Is what I thought in my drunk head. 
Um, and so I went out and, and I spent two early third round picks to get Albert Wilson, thinking I just crushed this fucking trade. I did not. No, two two thirds. Two thirds. They both ended up overpay. being early. Yeah, I think one third would have been an overpay. At least that you can wrap your head around and be like, okay, it's just a third round pick. Like, yeah, the chances of me picking someone with that pick and actually doing something with it. Sure, they're close to dart throws once you yes. get the third so round. So it's like, That's okay, true. one third. It's like, okay, yeah, it's just a dart throw. Whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm just two, throwing fucking bombs, throwing grenades uh, all over the place. Yeah. And uh, obviously, did not work out for this year. I ultimately ended up leaving that league, not because of that trade, uh, but that's a league I had a whole host of picks. In fact, I had more at that time than I did when I left, which was like a laundry list. You know, you're, you're in this yes. league. It was just a laundry list of picks. And, and so you I were thought, just, just itching to get... I, I have too many. I did. burning a hole in my pocket. I got to do something with them. <laughs> it was. You know, it's like when you just find like three, mm. four dollar bills, you're like, ah, let's just go get some fucking gumballs or something. You know, it's what, just are you that. in the 50s? In the we'll get some fifties or fifth fifth grade. You don't like a gumball? You don't. You don't just love the idea of okay, a full so, of gumballs. So that's the first thing you do. You find some change in your pocket. Like, ooh, I gotta go get some gumballs. Yeah, I think how many gumballs is this? In fact, that's how all of my uh, monetary math is done. I go, oh wait, okay, that's thirty dollars, and how much is that in gumballs? That's immediately what I default to. All right. And quite frankly, I'm embarrassed for you that you don't, but. That's fine. Okay. To each their own. Apparently so. All right. So anyways, that was a drug <laughs> trade that obviously did not pan out very well. Well, thank you for admitting to that. I had to. In in uh, preparing for next week where I'm yes. going to be doing a lot of that, I had to get a little bit out now. All right. So let's, let's wash that taste out of my yes. mouth. Let's do some good. Yeah. Let's go right into the meat of our episode here, the victory laps. Let's start patting ourselves on the back. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with the quarterback position. Do you want to lead us off? Do you want to rinse that that foulness out of your mouth, or do you want me to go first here? I think I have to stew in it for a little bit more. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off? So my victory lap here for QB, I wasn't quite sure if I should put this person down. To be honest, it felt a little dirty. Did you feel like you did not earn this yeah, with him? Yeah, like I, I feel like I earned it, but I also didn't earn it at the same time. <laughs> well, but, it depended on which quarter of which game you were looking at. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So if you guys haven't inferred this by now, I'm talking about Jameis Winston. Um, he was one of my drinking buddies. He was one of my guys. He yep. he he was. I was. I hitched my 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 trailer to him, and I just I was with him the entire season. Drafted him in my redraft league. He was my quarterback. I was on the fucking roller coaster the entire season. He finished as the number four quarterback overall in the season. See, very good. It, you get to you yeah. get to pat yourself on the back for that for sure. But it didn't feel good. <laughs> the first quarterback in the 30-30 club, yeah. I mean, that's rough. Yeah, but that first 30 is the most important it is. one. It is. And he was ADP, and this is off of uh, Fantasy Pros, mm-hmm. uh, ADP of QB15. So if you drafted him, you definitely got the return on him. You definitely got him yeah. well. I was able to draft him, I think, in the 10th round of our redraft league. So got him really late, Absolutely. which is nice. Um, really... He, he was really consistent. Again, I just didn't like how he got there because of all the interceptions he threw and consistent the fumbles. finishes. Not yes. consistent play, but yes. consistent finishes. Uh, Absolutely. He had nine weeks in the top 12. That's huge. And two additional in the top 15. There was one week where he was number 13 overall. So just outside the top 12. So yep. 
out of 11 out of 16 weeks, okay, 15 including the bye week. Sure. Um, he was in the, you know, top 15. He, he didn't really sink you any weeks. Most weeks he didn't sink you. There was probably a couple. Was a, and that no, likely there was a depends couple, I'll tell you. <laughs> on your scoring format, yes. like in our redraft league, where there was such uh, a premium put against interceptions and, and turnovers. Sacks. Yep, yeah. and sacks. So, you know, if you're in one of those leagues, maybe you feel a tiny bit different. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, hey, you rode him into the championships yeah. in that league. So yeah, it is what absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was overall happy with him. Uh, it seemed like the season whenever I sat him, he went off and balled out and had one of his like number one QB weeks for me. So I just learned very early on just to ride the roller coaster. That's right, ride or die, baby. There are no stops on the Jameis Winston <laughs> roller coaster. Zero. All right, there is just you getting hurled off at the end. That's yes. it. So I felt really good about that. I think you damn well should. Uh, and I was high on Winston as well with the whole thing with him joining Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. I just thought if somebody can corral him, it would be Bruce. Well, he didn't. He just told him, just throw it. <laughs> just throw the football as much as you can. Just throw yeah. it downfield. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Just go for it. And that was great. <laughs> it kind of was great. It kind of was. It, first of all, it made for very exciting uh, football watching mm-hmm. in general. If there was a game that I wanted to watch on most weeks that was not a Packer game, it was going to be a Bucks mm-hmm. game just because of that. Absolutely. You know, well, and Ravens, let's be honest. But, um, no, what team I was not excited to watch, even though my quarterback that I'm patting myself on the back for was at the helm of, that's a weird way to construct that sentence, but it's Dak Prescott. That's who I'm putting in here. Also, my drinking buddy. Also listed him as a sleeper during our Sleepers and Bus episode. And there was so much disrespect Mm -hmm. coming in this season. There is every year, let's be honest. He is undervalued and disrespected every single season. It'll probably happen again next season. Yeah, absolutely. I swear it will. Well, with the new new head coach, new offensive system coming Uh, into play. Yeah, new head coach, Mike McCarthy. I actually like the fit. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't like it. Just the fact that he's probably going to make Dallas good. But Ooh, I don't know, that's a stretch. Let's not say good. I, I have confidence. I do not. Him. I do not. So, well, we might have to hash that out yeah, later. Yeah, we, we can. We can chat about that. Later um, on. But in terms of this year, at least, Dak came in completely underrated mm-hmm. again. His ADP was somehow lower than Jameis's mm-hmm. uh, QB seventeen, and he'd come into the year. Had been a top 10 finish every single year. Yeah, every year. This year, no different. Except better. He was the (laughs) quarterback two. The quarterback two. Second only to Lamar Jackson. If you were able to get both Dak and Lamar, uh, hopefully you traded, you know, Dak. (laughs) But, But regardless, it was outlandish. We knew that, well, I knew, I should say, that getting Amari Cooper there was a big thing for him. Talked about it ad nauseum on the offseason about what his metrics looked like with and without Amari. And his pace with Amari in that half season last year was about 4,400 yards and 25 touchdowns. His actual stats at the finish of this year, 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. Not too shabby. No. Uh, he, he finally broke his 666 curse if you want to look at it that way of rushing touchdowns though he had six in every one of his first three seasons only had three this year so you know you're gonna have to take that little bit of a downturn in the rushing but overall just just killing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah good pick all right running backs now i Ish. i chose 
Mr. Leonard Fournette as my little victory lap this time around. As you fucking should. Yes. Again, one of my drinking buddies. I was very high on him the entire offseason. I thought this is the year, again, assuming he stays healthy, which he finally did. Yeah. He finally did. I didn't see that coming, I'll be honest. Yeah. So he um, finished as the number six running back overall. And he had ADP of running back 12. So still top 12 back, but uh, finished much higher than that. Um, He only had one week that he was not in the top 36 running backs out of the entire season. Goddamn. Which, you're looking for consistency? There it is. Um, Whoop, there it is. Yes. And he had um, seven weeks in the top 12 of running backs. So again, very, very consistent. he also was just peppered with targets this year compared to previous years. Um, yeah, he looked like Zeke last year. You know, when he started getting all those targets all of a mm-hmm. sudden? It's kind of like that. Yes, I'm trying to get this pulled up here. I apologize. Well, what's most impressive about Fournette is, like, he did this while getting 0.0 touchdowns for, like, the first nine weeks of the season. <laughs> Everybody just kept waiting for Fournette to finally get his touchdowns because it just they never came for some mm-hmm. reason. It's it was kind of like uh, uh, who was it last year where they just kept oh it's well Julio every mm-hmm. year well, yeah, <laughs> every Julio single to year. get touchdowns it's like oh you don't really need it. Mm-hmm. So wild. yeah, so the big thing I wanted to touch on was this year he had. 100 targets and 76 receptions in the passing game. Jesus. His highest total prior to that was 36 receptions and 48 targets. So it like tr- almost tripled his It's target. a nice improvement. Oh, I, say, I shouldn't say tripled. I know math. It's doubled. How many gumballs is that? Quick. 76. Ah, see? <laughs> Easier in gumballs. I fucking told you. So, yeah, he doubled his receptions this year, which obviously makes you much more relevant. He was on the field... All the time, basically, didn't come off, and I am very happy that again I drafted him in in uh, my league, and I was very happy about that. You really stuck to your drinking buddies Absolutely. in that redraft league, which again, I believe that's the confidence level. If you're if you don't believe in them enough to draft them, mm-hmm. then you don't really believe in them. That's right. So stop touting them. <laughs> so you've you've lived up to it. I'm proud of you. Uh, I am also proud. Of my running back in this spot, Kenyon Drake. I like this one. This, uh, he made an appearance on my sleepers and busts, uh, obviously the sleeper side of it. And now, to be fair, I did not predict how this was going to come about. Um, Because in Miami, I kept thinking, there's no way that you don't give this guy the ball more. With Adam Gaze gone. Finally. The albatross of all running backs. Gaze is out. He had finished, uh, Drake had finished RB14, even with Adam Gaze there. So you think, well, he's going to get more rush attempts. attempts. He, he didn't even pass 150 in the year prior, mm-hmm. right? So I go, okay, he's absolutely going to crush that number this year. And the touchdowns will come. He's going to keep uh, being used in the passing game mm-hmm. with well, or without Fitzpatrick. And let's be honest, it's not like there's a ton of weapons to speak of there? No, especially in that backfield. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. And as we saw as the years uh, progressed, without him, there really was nobody was to step really up. Nothing. Kalen Balaj, uh, no, sir. Uh, Patrick Laird, no, absolutely not. So you just assumed it was going to happen in Miami. It didn't. It didn't. In Miami, he was on pace for only 125 rush attempts over those first six games. But 
once he finally got traded to a team that knows how to use a running back, when he got traded to Arizona, he fucking crushed. He was the RB4 from that point forward. And this is with what looked like a really crowded backfield. Mm-hmm. So David Johnson, or the ghost of David Johnson there, Chase Edmonds, who looked really great there. Uh, it just didn't look like he was going to come out looking that great Yeah, I in that situation. I had no confidence that he was going to do no. anything. Hell no, but he... He did. Yeah, RB4, he was on pace for 246 rush attempts over that eight-game stretch. Oh, yeah. Love it. So that was a a fun surprise. Yeah. I mean, I was very high on him in the offseason. I love that as one of your sleeper picks. I went out and got him in a couple dynasty leagues because I was I, I believed I was like, yep. hey, he's he's flashed before. He had you know, like you said, a very good season uh, the previous year. Yep. I was all on board with it. Adam Gaze was out of the picture. Yes, uh, glad it finally panned out the second half of the season for me because I gave up. I was going to say, did you hold in all those? Leagues? Oh, I held. Yeah, absolutely. Right uh, I think in most leagues I gave up equivalent to like a second round pick, maybe plus a little bit. So yep. not terrible as far time, as but draft at the time. capital but yeah so I, I was happy that that uh, worked out for me so absolutely okay wide receivers yeah let's do it this one makes me a little happy yeah, <laughs> yeah let's this, this was one of my Miami sleepers moment. it's not not one of my drinking buddies i uh, had him as as a sleeper uh, on our sleeper episode uh Devante parker yeah, sticking sticking in Miami. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> well, apparently us at the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, apparently. Um, he finished as a wide receiver 13. Drafted. Average draft position. Wide receiver 78. Just not drafted. I mean, yeah, essentially really? not drafted. A lot of people did pick him up off the waiver wire. Yeah. I mean, you got him for free. Like, it was, exactly. it was crazy. Um, oof. From week six on. He was the wide receiver number three. God, that's insane. And but this also coincided when Fitzmagic became the starter for the remainder of the season. That's big. So And Preston Williams went down at some point around that. It was right about then as well. So a lot of things worked in his favor, but to be fair, give him credit, he actually balled out. On that team. Yes. Yep. Yes. So he had seventy two receptions, hundred and twenty eight targets, twelve hundred yards, and nine touchdowns. His (sighs) best statistical season prior to this was fifty six receptions, eighty eight targets, seven hundred and forty four yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, just blew up and balled out this year. Night and day. Again, on a very not good team. Give coach give credit to the coaching though. Yes. Because they definitely were able to motivate the players and Fitzmagic and give Fitzmagic. due credit well, there as well. Yeah, you'll sure. baby. Yep, yep. But again, Adam Gaze leaves, and all of a sudden the talent is allowed exactly. to rise. Yeah, up. Ryan Tannehill, he went somewhere else. Yeah. He's doing well. All of a sudden, Love Bell, he's not doing so well. Yeah, there's something to be uh, said yes. for that. Yeah, that's right. So that was yeah, honestly, just impressive sleeper pick. Well, and that's that's one of your league champions players. Yeah, like if you had him on your team most likely you were in the playoffs and in the championship because you don't just you pick up players off the waiver wire like that it's just a game changer oh absolutely i mean it's like somebody who got philip Lindsay last mm-hmm. year yes, off of exactly. waivers it's or that Kamara kind of deal a couple of years ago when he was on the waiver yep. wire yep and especially if you're in that sweet spot where you drafted heavily on running backs mm-hmm. to start and maybe your wide receivers weren't looking that great in the first yep. couple of weeks but all of a sudden here's your knight in shining armor that's right Devontae parker 
who the fuck thought that would happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, you did. I did. Um, now, I'm going to take it a different direction here. We've been talking all positive so far. That's right. Uh, now, this is a positive for myself, but yes. not necessarily a positive <laughs> for this player. Um, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. I touched on it a little bit last week even, but... I had him listed as a bust this year, and people were just outraged. How could you possibly consider Odell Beckham to be a a bust? He is top-tier talent. He's going to the hotness of a new team, the Browns. Everything was fire on the Browns. Everybody was so fucking psyched about what was going to happen. Exactly. It really really was. It was like Space Jam, you know, but the Monstars. Right. Not the Michael Jordan team even no. so much, but like they were going to be the bad boys who were just going to come in and crush. Uh, fucking gumballs and Space Jam. That's what this episode's all about. Uh, anyways, Odell Beckham. I said he'd finish outside the top eight receivers. He finished wide receiver 25. So quite a big drop, obviously, from where people projected him to be. His ADP was wide receiver five people thought they they wanted that baker odell connection and i don't blame them because the hype got big it got really really big for obj again uh probably the most it's been since he came into the league honestly like people were just so fucking excited for that but i i did warn it's tough for any receiver no matter how talented they are to just hop into a new offense and just roll out of the gate it's mm-hmm. just tough to transition unless your name is brandon cooks because apparently that's the only way he yes. can have success is if he jumps on a new team um he stuck around a year too long apparently with the that's rams right. and just went downhill but should have demanded that trade <laughs> that's exactly right but for everybody else it's just it, it's tough and so i thought well he'll probably have a slow start which is kind of true he, uh, in his first five weeks, he finished outside the top 36 three weeks. Oof. So that's tough. And then at that point, that's when the second guessing comes in. It's because, wait, is this what he is? Or are they going to get it together? Are they going to click? And that's basically what happened all year long. If it you was were painful. waiting. It was painful to watch. It was it was hard. Unless you hate the Browns, then it wasn't painful, but <laughs> Right, right. For every you know, for every uh every person with a heart who yes. was watching them outside of Cleveland, it was really, really damn tough. It was. Um and I also did mention, again, just to keep this pat on the back firm. Jarvis Landry is a better wide receiver than people give him credit for. Absolutely. Like just always as a pure underrated. Talent. Yep. It was, you know, he's the dink and dunk guy. He's the short yardage nothing guy. Mm-hmm. He just gets volume because he's there. Well, not really, because he surpassed Odell in targets this year. He by by like seven or eight. He had 138, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Um, whereas Odell had 133. It's and this was a top. season where Odell finally didn't miss any games due to injury. Like he's been typically yeah. injured every single year. He misses a stretch of games. This year he was more or less healthy. You right. He didn't miss any time. Played all sixteen. Yeah. So second time in his career. Played all sixteen. They just, yeah, they just couldn't get it together. Couldn't do it. It was bizarre. Two wide receiver one weeks Ugh. out of the whole slate. Yeah. One wide receiver two weeks. He kind of you. Yeah. If you invested in him where you needed to invest yeah. in him, which was probably tail end of the first round, I think, is what we... Maybe early second, depending decided. on how your draft goes. Yeah. 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 That's... Oof. It was, I do favor him going forward. I think he'll be fine. I think this is probably a one-year hiccup 
for the most part. It obviously depends on who they bring in as their head coach right. to some extent. But, yeah, not what you wanted. No, not at all. All right, so then we will move in, finish up with our tight ends. Because who doesn't like to finish with a good tight end? <laughs> finish yeah. on a good uh, – was that too much? That was probably close All to right, too much. so my tight end. I take sheer pleasure in this because when I put out my preseason rankings or my <laughs> projections for the season, this upcoming season, I got just killed on Twitter for this. Killed for it. People this, goes after you hard. Yes. This was probably the the one player that people like focused on and had the biggest problem with as far as my projections went. Um, I had Austin Hooper. I projected him as the number four tight end overall. <clears throat> Coming off a number six tight end season the previous year. Yeah. So I was like, eh, that's I liked where it's the offense right. was going. You know, it was, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, not like I was saying it's not like I was doing a Devontae Parker where I'm like, oh, he's going right. to be a top 12. Worst of first. Yeah, you know, like, it was reasonable. And you showed confidence in Matt Ryan. You said that he exactly. was going to be more consistent. Exactly. So, Austin Hooper, he was one of my drinking buddies. Again, I feel I hit three just out of four. Rolling, like, man, just, with these drinks. Not even trying good. to diver- yeah. diversify here. You're just like, no. nope, called it, called it, That's fucking right. called it. And he was one of my sleepers as well because, again, I felt like he's very underrated, as I said at the beginning of the podcast um he's just perennially underrated he finished as the number six tight end um with the adp going into the season of tight end 11 so still drafted as a top 12 number one tight end right but that's but, not all <laughs> yeah but he finished as number six and he was the tight end one overall through week 10 i mean better than kelsey Better than Kittle, better than Andrews, better than yep. anyone else. Number yep. one overall. Huge. Uh, unfortunately, he missed the next three weeks, um, including the bye week he had in there. Uh, so he dropped off, obviously. That stings you. It does. And he but, was. it's not like he was quite as dominant in those first couple of games back even. Exactly. Because, you know, it's tough. Yeah, coming back from injury, it's, it's always tough. So he probably would have finished top three. Had he been healthy the entire season with the pace he was on? I believe there's a real chance he could have finished tight end one if he had not missed Possibly. Time. Very I really well could think have. So. Especially with Sanu getting traded in there away, you know, opened up more targets. So, yeah, I feel really good about that. It's unfortunate <laughs> that he got injured because then my gloating would have just been. Just it would have been a, through the roof. It, yeah. It would have you would have had to construct a second roof because you would have gone through. The I would first have been one. unbearable. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> At this point, you're only going to be moderately right. unbearable. You would have been full fledged, and you would have deserved it because you were validated. That's right. And it is always when people come after you that hard for mm-hmm. a contrarian uh, view of and something. It wasn't that contrarian. That's the thing. I, contrarian to what <laughs> the the bubble Masses believed, yes. I guess. Yes. yes. Not compared to trends. Yes. Not compared to last season's Facts. stats. <laughs> God, we are fucking insufferable, aren't we? Uh, well, let's keep that going for just a hair longer yes, as I talk about my tight end, Eric Ebron. Again, I hate to end on a negative. That's not true. I would hate to end on a negative if it were anybody but Eric Ebron. Um, I had him listed as one of my red flags this year. Uh, somebody who I thought was due for a huge drop from where he was being drafted. He was being taken at tight end nine, which is reasonable for a tight end, any tight end, pretty much, because mm-hmm. it's all hit or miss with tight yeah, ends. Yeah, after the top three or four, it's you're just throwing darts at that yeah. point. You're like, all right, well, if he finishes tight end six or tight end 
14, it's all the same. You know, yeah. points-wise, it's basically all the same. Uh, but he dropped down even further. He finished as tight end 27. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, he missed some time. So I'll give him that. Missed a couple games like your boy Austin Hooper did. But it's not like he was doing a whole lot to begin with. You know, <laughs> no. he, he definitely dropped no. off this season. And the thing was, you know, Ebron, and this was even both before and after the Andrew Luck thing. This mm-hmm. was independent of Andrew Luck, this assumption here. But he had such red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. There's no way he was going to be able yeah. to maintain that. There was bound to be a regression. 13 touchdowns in 2018? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. You're not repeating that. Yeah, for someone who never had more than a handful in his time with the lions i mean let's be mm-hmm. honest exactly and i think he even had like a rushing touchdown or two last yeah, year yeah. it, it was almost just had fluky. a passing one like it was, <laughs> he was just mr red zone last year he was doomed for regression and there's other guys coming in who i mm-hmm. felt were going to take over his role to some mm-hmm. point like devin funches when he got in jack joyo coming, coming back, back. yeah he was injured the previous season but it wasn't even really their fault it was just ebron not mm-hmm. getting looks and and not enough looks in the red zone, which is again where his efficiency was. That's where mm-hmm. he dominated. So it feels good because there was a lot of hubbub about Eric Ebron becoming a top five guy potentially this tight end, and what a steal you're getting him at tight end nine. And no, if it's only. not a steal. He he stole from you. Oh, really? He this year he did. Stole your stole your games. He stole your magic. He mm-hmm. just took it all and ran. <laughs> All right. We did it. We did it. We patted ourselves sufficiently. I don't know if it was sufficiently. I could pat some more if I... I, I'll I'll go home and pat some more. (laughs) Hey-o. Yeah. Yep. No, I said what I said, and I meant it. All right. I like to end on an awkward note. (laughs) Uh, But next week, again, we'll recalibrate. Yes. We'll come back here. We'll tell you all. We'll admit what we did wrong. That's right. In fact, I think we're probably going to... uh, poke at each other quite a bit next week and uh really rub it in <laughs> what everybody fucked up on it's always fun to point out the faults of others i'm sorry that's the best way to go fantasy football is half trash talk anyways mm-hmm. so if we can't do that on here that's what are we right. even doing exactly what are we even doing so as we said early on we're bringing back our drunk trade segment Heck so yes. please Send us your drunk trades. DM us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hit us up at our, our personal Twitter handles as well. Uh, the the Twitter handle for the podcast is at Drinking Fantasy. Yes, indeed. Um, we'll, we'll answer your questions there. Uh, you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. That's right. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.